Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Rick Lupert here, orchestrator of the Poetry Superhighway and resident of Van Nuys, California. Regular citizen, Rick Lupert. Happy to have you with me for our December 2016 Worldwide Open Reading. It is uh, it's an open reading, and you're invited to call in. It's our last show of the year, but the next year is starting very soon, so. Not really sure how significant it is that that's the last show of the year, but what can you do? Call in. The number is uh, area code 646-716-7362. I'd love to hear your poem. I'd love to hear what's going on in your poetry world, and uh, and that's what our show is about. We don't have any content or style restrictions. Uh, we want your most experienced, practiced poem right alongside your brand new poem that you're just not sure about. Call in and, and read so uh, sorry for those of you who tried to tune in last week on the 11th when we'd originally scheduled this show, but uh, uh, some some crazy things happened, and we didn't end up having last week's show last week, and we weren't able to send out uh, a notice letting people know that we were rescheduling. So my apologies to those of you who were, were standing by and tuning in and waiting to hear poetry last week. Uh, the... Consolation to this is that we're here today when otherwise there would have been no poetry broadcast. So think about that. Pretty cool, huh? Um, a lot has gone on since we last broadcast. I, uh, we had an open reading last month, of course, and we, we uh, completed we, – we launched and completed our annual ebook free-for-all project. So thanks to everyone who participated in it. We had a lot of people submit poetry ebooks during the month of November and then on December 1st all of them were free to download for everyone who wanted and lots of people logged in lots of people downloaded downloaded free poetry ebooks and then after the 24 hour period they all went away if you're interested in seeing what ebooks were available and uh, further how many times each were downloaded go to our website poetrysuperhighway.com and in the main menu, there's a uh, an item that says special projects, and then under that is the free for all page, and you can click right there and check out that that information. Um, your next chance to participate in that will be next year, of course. So you have a whole year to put together another poetry ebook that potentially will be available for a 24 hour period. And later on, uh, uh, well, actually coming up pretty soon, I, I, I guess we're doing this during National Poetry Month. I forget what month we do this, but our next project will be the uh, Great Poetry Exchange in which uh, we will have an actual exchange of physical poetry books. You'll, you, you've got a book, um, and you will promise to send it to someone else in the world, and in exchange you will receive a poetry book from someone else. In the world, so that's that'll be coming up soon. So stay tuned for that, etc. Um, what else has been going on that I can tell you about? Well, the big news for me, in case you're interested, is uh, last week, I guess a week and a couple days ago, 
my press, Rothko Press, released three brand new poetry books of mine, which I'm kind of excited about. Actually, I'm really excited about. Kind of is not is not the accurate way to state that. Um, three brand new travel poetry books. I try to put out a, a a travel poetry book every year. These are all collections of poetry that are written uh, during a, a a specific short period of time, usually over a summer vacation. And um, when I got on this new press, Rothko Press, a couple of years ago, they uh, well, you know, when you're on a press's schedule. Books don't necessarily come out as fast as you want them. So I got behind on my poetry book a year, travel poetry book a year schedule. Uh, But I I managed to talk them into releasing the last three summers worth of books all at once, which, of course, was a horrible idea to put out three books at once for so many reasons. Um, uh, I call it the uh, testing the limits of audacity poetry book release. So all three of them came out, um, a book that I wrote in the summer of 2014 called Professor Clown on Parade is now out. It's all poems I wrote uh, in in the summer of 2014 in uh, while traveling through Vermont, Maine, and Connecticut. And then the next day we released a book of poems I wrote in Ireland on a short trip there. Uh, the book is called Romancing the Blarney Stone, written in the summer of 2015. Uh, that's out now. It's got a beautiful green cover. Perfect for a Christmas decoration. And uh, finally, the day after that, we released a book called Donut Famine, which is poetry all written in the city of New Orleans this past summer, actually in Baton Rouge as well. So all of these books are out, and um, and it would it would be so exciting for me if I sold at least one copy of each or maybe even just one copy of one. Um, you can read poems from them on my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. You can read poems from all of them, as well as click on links to uh, to get yourself a copy if you're interested. Um, there's a special too if you're if you're the kind of person who only likes to buy things if it's on sale. Uh, so the books, I, I think they're twenty bucks each. That's the that's the publisher set price, but you can get all three of them and. My spoken word CD, Rick Lupert Live and Dead, which was released earlier this year by uh, All at Once with free shipping if you live in the United States of America, um, all for uh, 50 bucks, which is 10 bucks less than it costs just to buy all three books together. Plus, you get the CD. You could get the digital version if you want. Totally up to you. I know that uh, physical media is on its way out. So uh, we're offering a digital version as well. We. That's like me and my house, by the way. Uh, so check that out. All that is available on my website. Really excited about that. I'm happy to be able to share that news with you. Um, and that's what's going on in Poetry Superhighway land these days. So we've got an open reading to attend to right now. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Call in. I'd like to welcome our first caller who is from the 417 area code. Hello. That must be me, Rick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it is. It's it's David from from where the hell do you live now? Now I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. It's Missouri. <laughs> Not Missouri, it's Missouri. Sometimes yes. pronounced three. It's, uh, 
it can be pronounced misery sometimes. And very often yes. that's more accurate depiction. Yes. Es- well, especially now that you're there. <laughs> <laughs> well put. And, and that's coming from somebody whose birthday falls on National Moldy Cheese Day. <laughs> I mean, October 10th is Moldy Cheese Day. You never mentioned that, but I'll never it's let what? you forget that. <laughs> Wait, it's what, what kind of cheese day? National Moldy Cheese Day. Moldy. I don't know what that word is. Moldy? Moldy. M-O-U-L-D-Y. As oh, in moldy. moldy. Oh. Yes, Moldy well, Cheese Day. Use my accent. It, in my house, um, uh, you know, it, a cheese isn't worth its, uh, its, uh, the curds it comes from if it's not stinky. So, uh, you know, we, we're not it embarrassed about cheese. Moldy Cheese over here. It has to be Marauders. Marauders cheese is cheese. It's the tops. <laughs> anyway, that's so, where we get cut the cheese from. Anyway, let me regale you with a chess poem, a poem about Katya, the goddess of chess. And uh, I'm sure you've never hear, heard a, a poem about chess before, but this is done kind of as, as an experiment. I did the rhyme scheme, <coughs> A, B, A, B. I did it, and I'm very proud of this poem. I wrote it years ago, and I've since revised it. Here it goes. Cassia, the goddess of chess. The callous wench does not relent for lowly slug or mighty lord whose played-out plot is neatly sent to dominating checkered board. From phantom throne in deathless might to mortgaged will, a cursed fate, where courting dreams within our sight, then that turn to mist and dissipate, her falsehood sold to captive throng, the lie that she can meet our need, but wicked verse of mocking song, the warning we can never heed, but fleshed out on the checkered mat. The vanity of those once great. Those pieces move to show us that. Cassia wins. It is checkmate. That wooden temptress always stands. Awaiting dare of latest foe. Our soul she grabs with staunton hands. For greatness we may never know. End poem. I was uh, very serviceable for that uh, rhyme scheme. Uh, uh, David, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, I use it to teach people. I use it to teach them that, um, well, I've gotten in a lot of trouble for introducing the the element of skill to poetry. <laughs> because apparently many people feel that, ther- that only therapeutic poetry should be published. You know, write what you feel. The problem with that is that a lot of the stuff that people think is poetry really isn't. And when you get into the realm of, pure, of the purely emotional, well, 
everybody pretty much has the same emotions. So my question is, where is creative writing at this point? I mean, what is so creative about that, of repeating the same thing with the same language? I mean, there comes a point at which we have to have the language of the great wordsmiths. We have to use their language or elevate the language, uh, our own language, because Austin and, 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 and all that jargon and solid, that just won't cut it. <laughs> not, a, not when you're talking about poetic art. It's kind of like going to a, a, a wedding in a, a, a in a miniskirt in a in a uh, you know in, in uh, hot pants. <laughs> it's just not appropriate. Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a whole bag of worms or can of worms, I should say. They don't they don't come in bags these days uh, that, that you've opened up um, and. Uh, uh, you know, many people uh, would would disagree with your with your universal assessment uh, there, but um, on the other hand, many people would would agree with it and and would suggest that an elevated language is required uh, for the art form. But um, uh, but uh, you know, we I'm, I'm, you know, the, um, understand me rightly. I don't believe it's required, but it's it would only be necessary on a certain level. Um, uh, say, uh, if you're seeking to publish or address certain uh, 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 certain issues or, or, or write in a certain style or write uh, lyrically, when you want to do rhyme, then yes, you must elevate your language. You must. You must learn the what I like to call the poetic idiom. That's what I teach, and that's what I've been teaching. And it's not popular, but I teach it. Well, there you go. I, you know, of course, many people um, uh, who've been uh, uh, turned off by poetry be- because of the inaccessibility of some elevated language um, have, a, you know, you need to give certain uh, uh, props or credit to um, more accessible poetry that has been written, which is which has created a, a gateway, if you will. Um, to the art form, which uh, for many has been kind of a lost art form. So um, there's probably two sides to the coin here, but uh, but uh, much respect to you for teaching what you teach. I understand that too, but please don't uh, don't mistake me for being a pedantic dipshit, because if we don't if if we don't what we miss in the language we can make up for in the creativity like you do. What we, can, we can reach people and we can be very creative, but it's when those things are not there. It's when people think that their own experience and that their own hubris is enough and their own angst is enough. That's when expression taking the place of poetic art Cheats poetry actually is a disservice to the po- to the uh, poetic community. This is my feeling. You know, I, I what I read just now, I believe satisfies the criteria of sound, sense, and meaning. 
if we could keep those three elements in uh, in perspective, I think it's a good start. That's my feeling. Well, David, thank you for sharing all of that. I promise not to uh, 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 consider you a pedantic dipshit, at least for this. Um, and I always appreciate that you call in and um, and uh, and open up our show. It's good to hear from you. I'm sorry for being such a pedantic dipshit, <laughs> being so 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 scholarly. You're the best. Thank you, brother. It's a, thank you. No problem. It's a new side of you, which we like. Congratulations on Thank you David. I appreciate it. And that was uh David uh, uh who who seems to live in a different city every time he calls in. Uh currently from Springfield, Missouri, reading a poem and and opening up a whole uh conversation about uh what what is poetry and what might be missing um from some poetry. I hope I'm not uh, 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 distilling that too much there for you, David, but I think we got what you're saying. Thanks for calling in. Uh, the number, if you'd like to call in and read a poem, is 646-716-7362. Our next, uh, our next caller is from the 347 area code. Hello, 347. Hey, this is Rome. I'm in the chat room there. <laughs> hey, Rome. How are you? Yeah, I just saw you just uh, posting a couple things there. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Connecticut. Connecticut. What to, uh, may I? I promise I won't come and stalk you if you tell me what city you're in. Oh, Greenwich. Greenwich. Okay. Cool. Uh, one of my, I, I, uh, one of my new books was written partially in Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know if that's uh, all that close to Greenwich, but uh, at least I've no, been in the state. Pretty far away, like uh, 30 minutes, an hour or so, depending on the traffic. <laughs> Well, there you go. You could you could drive. You know, from that's all perspective, I guess. Here in Los Angeles, you could drive thirty minutes uh, to an hour and and only have gone a couple of miles. <laughs> but um, well, Rome, you got a you got a poem for us? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I brought here a piece. It's about homelessness, and I call it uh, "Hello." Go for it. Here. Boxed in, walls, where ain't no wall to close in, visual walls, foes surround him, point of views are indisposable, dollars for million dollar dreams, we seek our unattainable needs for ones we seem as unapproachable, veteran, all the things we fall short to do seem coachable to use as a judgment in one's need to be approaching you, please, please, unheard, my focal point to things you post to do, regardless if they vultures, what will you pay to hear a truth, a dollar? Tell me why you need. A woman cries too far less to things we tend to do to mankind. As far as being generally equal, peek through my perspective, though it has been lethal. In my introspect, I preach a need to what you see as fair. And even there, we find agreement to our selfishness. We disagree. My hunger pains my slumber. I seem to find it hard to sleep. My skin is rubber, callous, sleeping. Meeting cons increase my pillow's concrete. That weep like willows when it's time to sleep. My ridges, rugged, tears, smudged and dirt bleeds from a broken skin in which reveals nothing. Thoughts of an emptiness, caught in the world that goes on all around me. A sound to place I'm stuck in, a father, a mother, a child, a vet, a provider. I've seen horrors more than what I saw in my martyr living. A brother, a sister, grandmother or father, grandson or granddaughter struggle. Each had us regardless your comforts, a fire, a habit, 
that seemed too traumatic to bear led to what led it here, a rape, a loss, a stakes that we've written off. I found loss in this often. Need to step over who shelters the hopeless we step over. Where does our heart lay in the homelessness? It's not the hands that don't fear an extension. A hug, hello, how are you? A voice of acknowledgement to those who thought to be forgotten. Hello, I am here. If not for money or food, I give you all I have to offer is just a human connection. You are no longer confined in this alone. Hello. Wow, Rome, well done. Um, you really touch on an issue which um, which a lot of people struggle with, you know, um, uh, struggle with having a sympathetic of uh, a perspective on um, it, it's interesting that you bring this whole thing up in my neighborhood we've got um, a homeless encampment not too far away that's popped up under under a freeway uh, overpass and um, I'm on a, a neighborhood uh, uh, you know like a, a bulletin board online and there's, there's all kinds of different perspectives on it you know um, it courts the conversation initiated with what how do we get rid of this this you know as opposed to how to get we get you know do something for these people um and and other people responded to that in different ways and it's um it's a really tough one and thank you for uh, addressing yeah. it with your art not a problem it's unfortunate that uh the dialogue always starts with how do we get rid of uh and that's why i i i thought i'd touch on that because it's a uh, it just seems to me as if uh, people tend to forget they've been in tough times, and it just seems like an easy out to want to get rid of people that are actually in tough times, you know? Yeah. Well, um, so you're in uh, in uh, in Greenwich. There, do you is there any poetry readings uh, that you that you go to that you want to give a shout out to in case anyone else is listening uh, in that area? No, no, no. I I just frequently right here on our blog talk. Uh, thank you guys for having the forum uh, and allowing poets to come read this stuff. I, I like to come in and uh, hear people, different styles, and uh, and keep and keep uh, the craft going. Cool. So there's no. Uh, do, do you ever go to uh, readings in person out there in Connecticut? No, I never have been to an actual one. I've, I've looked around. And huh. It's all I just get. Getting off my hmm. ass and uh, going out to one actually, but it's, it's no big deal. I like to, I like to see, to try it out one time. I've, I've had done stuff in front of people and things like that of that nature, but no, no organized actual open mic I've been to. Gotcha. Well, um, I recommend it um, if you're you've got a natural way of. of speaking your poems and I think that it would go over really well with an audience so uh, look into it man and um, call in again alright will do thanks for having me no problem take it easy Rome that was uh, Rome calling uh, from uh, Greenwich Connecticut um, a blog talk radio uh, aficionado um, reading a poem about homelessness thanks so much for, for calling in I really appreciate it all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. Uh, the number to call in for you is 646-716-7362. You can always click the direct connect button as well on the on the page if you've got a good mic and you want to uh, talk right into it on your computer. Um, and we'll get you on the air. I'd love to hear your poem. I'd love to uh, ask you about what's going on in your uh, poetry community. I give shout outs to other readings. And it's a good chance for you to talk about your your projects. You know, if you've got a new book, um, that's coming out. You got a website you want to shout out to. Anything of that nature. And the whole idea behind 
Poetry Superhighway is exposing as many people as possible to as many other people's as possible poetry. And so this is one of the ways that we uh, that we do that. Our next caller is from the four one four one two area code. Hi, four one two. Hey Rick, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Who am I talking to? This is Michael, Michael Marotti from Pittsburgh, PA. Ah, Michael from Pittsburgh. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is so, uh, this is like three times in a row. I should have I should have had the uh, <clears throat> the certificate prepared. Yeah, well, I was trying to get my you know my fill in before the year ended, so I figured I'd call and <laughs> you know recite some mediocre poems for your audience real quick. Much appreciated. Cool. Well, uh, what do you got today? Yeah, I have some creative writing. Definitely creative writing. This poem has propagated the the small press like Chlamydia and Beachview. It's called, what's it called? It's called Contemporary Poetry, and I'm actually reading this from the Horace Lee's Trash Quarterly, Fall 2016. And here's the poem. It's a digital playground of unworthy abstract artists, desperate smiles and poetry that owns no merits. <clears throat> Who could write in volume the most forgettable amount of poems? It's a race to be first, and nobody is watching. The audience is the competition. Both are stuck on the same stanza. Write your boring little heart out. Write like you actually have something to say. If your writing meets the standards of contemporary poetry, you'll be, re- you'll be rewarded a friend request on Facebook by some other guy with an equally small penis waiting to praise your boring poetry in the hopes that you'll do the same. Hmm. Nice. Uh, tell me, tell me where that appeared again. Oh, this this is um this one appeared on the Horace Lee's Trash Quarterly, Fall 2016. It's also been on Cocktail Molly. It's been all over the internet. This was actually pretty popular. It's you know a satire on contemporary poetry, obviously. Right. So cool. I figured well, I'd you know yeah, th- satirize it. Add a little humor, whatnot. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I I don't. Uh, I I don't roll without satire and humor. So um, thank you so much for uh, for bringing that to the the show today. Anything else going on in your uh, poetry world? Do you want to talk about or uh, local can, Pittsburgh can plug, anything like that? No, you, you know, can plug the, the anything. Pittsburgh scenes. Yeah, the, the Pittsburgh scenes pretty uh, pretty obsolete at this point. I, I'd like to plug my book though. It's on FDA approved poetry. It's available on Amazon for a friend's price. <laughs> well done. Is uh, when did it come out? Well, it was, uh, it was September twenty seventh of this year. So yeah, cool. I'm trying Congrats. to you know, yeah, thank you. I'm trying to push a couple of those. Buy buy a pizza, you know. I'm a, I'm yep, a modest I, man. A, a, a large pizza would do. There's there's only so much you can expect uh, from poetry, but as I, I think I've said this. A hundred times on the show, um, I, I learned this from my friend Matthew Mars, uh, L.A. poet and, and singer, who said, "If you ever make money from poetry, you should immediately buy food with it." Um, uh, so yes, uh, take take a book sale, get a pizza, and you've literally sustained yourself, especially on a Sunday, which in in my household is officially uh, pizza night. All right, can't go wrong with that. Right. 
Well, Michael, uh, good luck with your book, FDA Approved Poetry, um, and um, looking forward to talking with you next time, and happy, have a good new year. Yeah, yeah, happy new year. Take care. Take it easy. It was uh, Michael from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, and he says the uh, the Pittsburgh poetry scene is is uh, is on its way out. I I say get it back. I say we all go to Pittsburgh and create dozens of poetry readings and and help that community thrive. Who's with me? Sorry, sometimes I forget this is radio and I can't actually hear you responding. Um, technically, it's not even radio. It's it's. Uh, I don't know what this is. Streaming internet broadcast. Um, Rick Lupert here. You're listening to Poetry Superhighway Live, a project of the Poetry Superhighway. We've been doing this like six or seven years, monthly open reading and other projects on the air. Uh, call in and read a poem. The number is 646-716-7362. Fantastic to have all of you uh, listening. Um, half hour mark. Um, I wanted to play um, a spoken word track from my recent spoken word album Rick Lupert Live and Dead. Uh, we usually we typically play a, um, a spoken word track uh, at this segment of the show. Um, I didn't get anything new from, from anyone else, so um, what the heck? Here you go. about New York City with a bag of kittens and a sword. 
I'm your man. This is why my ears were invented. This is why I've been assigned digits that make my little blinky box go ringy ring. Call me. Tell me what you see. We'll get through it together. You sweet, sweet man. my track news of a strange thing a poem i wrote a while ago for my good friend brendan constantine that spoken word track along with 24 other pieces appear on my relatively new spoken word album rick Lupert live and dead um it's about half live stu- or uh, sorry half studio produced tracks like that one um all poetry of course and uh, the other half are uh, pieces recorded at open mics, uh, live tracks, etc. And that, uh, of course, you can just pick that up if you'd like. Um, it's available in digital and CD format. And it's also free in either digital or CD format if you buy um, my three new books, um, which gets you free shipping on all of those as well as the free CD or spoken word track and it costs a lot less than buying them all separately so there you go that's what's going on in my world um help prevent me from playing my own work at this half hour mark by sending your spoken word tracks in i like to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of this show every month and i much prefer it to be your work than mine and uh so what i'm looking for is an mp3 of your spoken word track mail it to me email it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com don't send me a link don't send me a YouTube don't blah 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 send me the actual mp3 I'll listen to it and consider it specifically I'm looking for something that uh, that is a step or two beyond just you reading the poem into the mic Um, something where sound effects are added um, or music like in the track that I just play it or maybe even um, a recording from a from a, a, a reading that you did where the audience is reaction or part of the track, etc. Something that differentiates it from you just reading a poem, which is something that you could do by just calling in. Um, so that's uh, the spoken word segment of our show. We do it every month at the half hour mark. I hope you'll consider sending a piece in. Again, just send me your mp3 at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. There you go. Okay. Um, the number to call in if you would like to read a poem in this uh, second half of the show is 646-716-7362. Plenty of open lines. Our next caller is from the 951 area code. Hello, 951. Hello, Rick. This is Steve Braff in lovely, albeit cold, Los Olivos, California. Hey, Steve. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank and you. thank I'm, you I'm for saving the Go ahead. I was just saying, going to say thank you for uh, automatically telling me what city you're in, thus saving me the saving us all the time of me having to ask you. I mean, just think of all the time we've saved 
you know, that that extra step of of me saying, "Oh, and where are you calling from?" Okay, now we know, and 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 much time has been saved. So I appreciate that. Very good. I'm, I'm a veteran. I'm learning. I'm learning the drill. <laughs> and you're you're saying it's cold up there in Los Olivos. Yeah, the the thermometer said 20, but I think that's a dirty lie. I I think it was uh, about 30. There was frost on the car, and uh, that that was a new one. And uh, as I sit here in my studio with my little heater at my feet, yeah, it's chilly. Not used to this. Do you do you find that um, that objects like thermometers are lying to you a lot? Yes, and I've been talking to my doctor about it. He's trying to adjust the meds. I, I'm I'm just not sure. Um, it's 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 just it, it keeps telling me the temperature. Clocks tell me the temperature. My watch, right? My glasses tell me the temperature. I, yeah, I'm doing the best I can. But apparently, knowing the temperature is a very important thing. Well, you know, there's all these devices now that you can just ask what the temperature is. You know, your Amazon Echoes and your your Hey Series and your Google Home devices. It, it's gotten to the point where you, you kind of forget that you can't just ask questions to any object. So I, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily consider this a medical issue. It's the same thing with, you know, you, you're in a mall or any, almost any place these days has these, you know, uh, sinks that know when you're there. They know when you put your, your hands under and start it. Like when I go to a sink that doesn't have that, I spend a good five minutes with my hands just standing there waiting for the water to turn on and nothing happens. So, you know, it's uh, we're getting to a point where this won't be crazy anymore. What what upsets me is when I'm at that same sink, it's usually an airport sink, and, and trying every which angle to get the water, and the guy to my left and right are just, you know, water abundance. So I start to take it personally. I do. It's it's racism. It's, uh, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It, it's a subtle form uh, of anti-Semitism is what I think, and I'm, I'm working with it. I'm working sure. with it. Sure, yeah. I do find as a Jew that many, many electronic things won't work for me as well. Um, yeah. And I do, I do think it is anti-Semitism. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, automatic it's a, it's doors. Into my, yeah, yeah they, and, and elevators that start saying strange messages. It's, it's, it's a good lead-in to, to my poem. Um, I'm working on a retell of the second book of Moses, Exodus, uh, with a weave of uh, simply a poetic retell or autobiographical notes and commentary. It's my chance to be the rabbi that my grandfather always wanted. Um, and I was having a lot of fun with it. With each chapter, there are 40 chapters in all, being a spark, much like an, in a plastic poetry, when an image is a spark for verse, I'm using the uh, each each chapter as a... Uh, as an initiative then to kind of go off and see what's there and mine what's there. And my hope, and it looks like it's, it's playing out well, is to bring this to synagogues in the Passover season. Uh, they certainly won't let me through any Orthodox doors, but uh, perhaps conservative, certainly reform, um, uh, may be quite open to this. So, so if I might, if I could share the prelude, which is a very short poem, and then just one one chapter, uh, chapter three, again, a brief poem, give you a feel for it and welcome any feedback from you. And uh, I guess audience could give feedback by virtue of your website. Go Bye for then. it. Okay. Uh, yep. Exodus Remix. 
prelude. Gather, do gather, sit, settle, hear, hear. To table well set for an exodus tale. Where rivers blood red birthed frogs that fled to land dry, then die. Lice eat, flies fly, dead meat, some guy. All boils for spoils, now thunder, fire, hail. The almighty splits ocean, flee free upon dry sand. But first winds that thicken with locusts that sicken, then three days that darken till firstborn do cry. This prelude to power, the people, their band, plays now and forever, past never be over. Pray now and forever, pass over again. By he who home promised, did promise the land. This exodus opens with the entrance of man. And moving to chapter three. And uh, each, each of these chapters opens with a verse from the Bible. Not a verse, but a, yeah, a verse. So here goes and then into the poem. Chapter three. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the mist of a bush. So came to be when, as today still be told, this Moses to mountain his flock, he among them saw on the horizon a single bush burning by angel set fire, this heavenly spire of gold gone red, yet the bush not dead, still alive, fire fed. Bright signals a sign, light passion a play, bear witness to words, praise Yahweh divine on God's mountain this day. Here am I, be I am, that I be Hinani. You, my Moses, my chosen, my man, be careful, come listen, this holy command, my solemn benediction, take staff, take heart. Your people's affliction from slavery shall part. I do you command. God claims his own. I'll show the path. You lead them home. So say I. So say you go to Pharaoh in Egypt, Israel alone. And poem. Steve, great. Um yeah, I think, you know, as someone who writes, uh, uh, speaking about myself here, a Jewish poetry quite a bit, um, and who's had the opportunity to read it in synagogues, I think that um, a couple of things. First of all, I, I think mm-hmm. synagogues are, are, are open to um, uh, to adding poetry and interpretations of text and liturgy and history in um, in in their services and in their communities. At least that's been my experience um, and but Good. even the, the the coolest thing or the the more cool thing is that you're actually uh, participating in in a centuries old tradition of um, interpreting our stories and and um, text with your own words and so I'm sure your grandfather would be quite proud uh, 
uh, regardless you. of whether you, you become a rabbi, that um, <laughs> that uh, that you um, have done this at all. You know, you're struggling with the material, um, um, or at least delving into it with your own stuff. So, so regardless of whether anyone lets you through the door at a synagogue or Jewish institution, be proud of the fact that you've done this at all. Thank you. No problem. It's a joy. Cool. Oh, and there just as a, as an aside, uh, there are, uh, and you may be a part of them, but there there are a number of uh, Facebook groups um, that are specific to Jewish writing that you could theoretically join and and oh, post cool. things to and get get feedback and cool. commingle no, with other not, people did, doing did that, doing know. the same thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is kind of them out there. Cool. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for calling, and please call in again. Sure. Will do. All right. That, all right, that was uh, Steve uh, Braff calling from Los Olivos, California, where the objects in his house are lying to him, to him in particular, uh, currently about the uh, temperature. Um, so, um, all right, we've got about 15 minutes left in the show. I've got two callers on the line. I'm sure we'll get to both of you. We could probably squeeze in a couple of more. Um, so feel free to call in. The number's 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hi, 310. Hi. Hi, Are you who's this? Me? I am hearing you. Betsy. Are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah, this is Betsy in Redondo Beach. Hey, Betsy. How's it going? Hey. It's okay. <laughs> I'll take you off speakerphone. <laughs> I was just um, listening and waiting. And... I'm so delighted. I actually got to take the computer away from my son. <laughs> well, anytime um, we can take electronics away from children, it's it's a glorious day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a poem from um, that was inspired by Adrian Rich, and I want to send it out to Jennifer Bradpiece. Oh, cool. All right. Uh there's this epigram. Uh, the epigram says, what kind of beast would turn its life into words? And it's from um, The Dream of a Common Language. And the title of the poem is We Beasts. Presume that this is it. This is all we get, all we have, and all we could ever want. This? This moment, even now gone, fluid evaporating into the next second. Still animals, we blink, flinch, keep grasping for an articulate sound, signaling this, our mutually assured evolution. Sneeze after sneeze, reptile brain gives motor control away, formulates new words on the tongue, a hundred monkeys or microbes later and the iridescent hologram leaps from our mouths, echoing in ears etched with amphibious fact. Can we ever know Earth is not a fatalist? Will one world or one word ever be enough when eons pulsate and hum species coalesce for a blip, eat, procreate, excrete, and fossilize into fuel? Spin the word over the tongue, the timber, the tenor of ferment, seek in stammering jaws, offering spirit seeds. 
urgent unfurling interludes before letting go of this raggedy human suit. Leave it quivering in quicksilver and sand. End poem. Sweet, Betsy. Nice job, and uh, and and nice that it's uh, it, it's it's for Jennifer Bradpiece as well. Um, I, I don't I don't know if she's listening, but um, she actually you probably know that she's the person who won uh, this year's Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. So she's whether or not she's listening, Thank you for she's, that. <laughs> she's practically Poetry Superhighway family uh, as a result yeah. of this. Um, it's uh, it's sweet to be thinking of others when when writing poetry and and to uh, declare it publicly from the rafters or at least from your phone um, on a computer yeah. <laughs> snatched away from your child. Um, what's going on in Redondo <laughs> Beach with poetry? Do you want to give a shout out to a reading or something that you do on a regular basis? Well, I go to um, Redondo Beach Coffee Cartel semi-regularly, but uh, recently, more recently, I went to the Ugly Mug down in Orange County to read um, from this anthology that I'm in with Jennifer and a couple other friends called Short Poems Ain't Got Nobody to Love, and it just came out last month, uh, edited by Ron B. Morcondo. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. a great uh, series that Rondi is is doing. Um, short poems, trying to get people of of all ages um, in the same book and 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 commingling, etc. So cool. Um, yeah. So thank you, Rick. Hey, thank you, Betsy, for calling in and and calling again. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. That was uh, Betsy calling from Redondo Beach, California. Um, right here in Southern California, though I say right here as if it isn't like a hundred thousand square miles and it takes us, doesn't take us six hours to see, uh, anyone else here. Um, but there you go. The coffee cartel, that's a great series in Redondo beach run by uh, Jim Doan and, and Larry Colker that had the good fortune to read at a couple of times. I mean, it's always, uh, it's always cool to go down there. Ugly mug too. It's been going on for uh, about a thousand years run by Ben Trigg and Steve Ramirez. If you're in Southern California or traveling here and want to do poetry, there's a gazillion things that you can do. So uh, so consider consider Southern California for your poetry needs if you're coming to town. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller, uh, blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick in the audience. Merry Christmas, Noel, 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 from Frere Noel. That's Michael, Michael here in Birmingham. Uh, Rick, I hey, like Michael. to read a medley. I like, hi, Rick. I like to read a medley of uh, warm Christmas shorts. And if Go we move on, I, yeah, I like to hear, I like to hear a couple more callers get in. <clears throat> uh, the first one um, is more an illusion than reading the poem. Uh, it's the um, recalled in 2013, summer of 2013, uh, uh, if Fresh Gone Wild, uh, page, I think it's page 66, you'll find a poem of mine that celebrates um, and remembers. We always talk about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, this is about the day after Christmas. Norman Rockwell's uh, The Day After Christmas, December 26. And I think that what we don't talk about enough is the eve of the eve, the eve of the eve, everyone 
moving on the same wavelength like a string of multicolored lights. And it, I'll um, close the medley with this. This is new for this year. Do you see what I see? Have you ever noticed that N-O-E-L has the look of L-O-V-E? Do you see what I see? Have you ever noticed that Noel has the look of love? That's sweet, Michael. Nice Fred observation. Noel. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, that's uh, that's your that's your pseudonym of for for this month. I see. Yeah, that's. Um, but you said it's an observation that I consider that a gift from the muses. Uh, you know, all my life I've never noticed that until earlier this year. So I made a note of it. I wanted to make a note of that, and that's something to uh, read um, and work with and celebrate and be a part of. Um, Christmas 2016. Okay, so um, Happy New Year 2017. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that you just discovered that this year. It's always, you know, it, sometimes I, I think uh, we, uh, myself, certainly get, you get, as you get, as you progress through life and you've had a certain set of experiences, it's, it's easy to sort of rest on the laurels of your knowledge and think, oh, well, I, I know everything there is to know, and et cetera. And so when we discover something new, especially something so simple and, 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 um, and what, you know, after having heard it, which sounds so obvious, you know, though, though we all just heard it for the first time, you know, it's, uh, it's such a beautiful reminder uh, besides the actual sentiment that you shared, it's such a reminder that uh, that there's always more to experience and learn and appreciate about the same old things. So um, so cool to to hear that uh, from you and to hear that you you just discovered that this year. And it's a joy to share it today on the air on your program, and um, so that we can get another caller in. Um, again, Happy New Year, twenty. Talk to you. Um, and I'll hope to share more poetry with everyone, uh, my brothers and sisters in poetry. I'll share more poetry with you in 2017. Thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, we look forward to talking to you next year, and um, have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right, that was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, a regular caller here on Poetry Super Highway Live, reading his Christmas uh, medley. I suppose melody would even apply uh, here in uh, in that uh, in that situation as well. Um, we've got a few minutes left. If anyone uh, would like to call in, uh, the number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. I'm sure I could uh, squeeze another caller in if you called right now. Um, uh, what can I tell you? Thanks, everyone. Uh, in the meantime, thanks, everyone else, for, for calling in. Thanks to David from Springfield, Missouri, for opening up the show and uh, schooling us a little bit in, uh, in poetry. Uh, Rome from Greenwich, Connecticut. All loads. All loads. No, no, sorry. All Romes lead to Greenwich, I think is what, what they used to say. Uh, Michael from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a repeat caller from Poetry Superhighway. Live, uh, Steve Braff from Los Olivos, California. 
Betsy from Redondo Beach, and of course, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I just want to uh, say again for anyone's listening, I, if you want to check out my new books, uh, you can do that right on my website. You can read some poems from them. I got three brand new poetry books out uh, Professor Clown on Parade, all poems written in. Uh, uh, Vermont, Maine, and Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, where no one believed we were vacationing. Um, and um, the second book is Romancing the Blarney Stone, all poems written in Ireland in the summer of 2015. And uh, the most recent one written, though they all came out at the same time, Donut Famine, all poems written in New Orleans, Louisiana, and in Byron's this past summer. You can check them all out on the website. I actually did a live uh, Facebook Live reading from the first book, this past Thursday, if you go to my uh, website, you can uh, you can view that under the video link, or it's a few uh, items down on my Facebook page as well. And if you're not doing anything this Thursday at excuse me 3:30 p.m. Pacific time, 6:30 p.m. East Coast time, if you're somewhere else, uh, I'm sorry I can't do the math for you, uh, but I'll be doing a live Facebook reading from the second book, from Romancing the Blarney Stone. Um, so uh, a good uh, 20, 30 minutes of uh, me doing stuff from this book and uh, in general celebrating Ireland and its awesome greenness. So there you go. Um, and then I think two weeks after that, January 5th, I will, uh, I'll do the same thing from the final book, Donut Famine. So if you want to hear me read a bunch of poetry and you're not in L.A., uh, then that's a good way of doing it. If you are in L.A., uh, you, could, you, could, you, you still could listen or – you could just say, Rick, would you please come to my house and read a bunch of poetry? And I'd consider doing that as well, just because uh, that's the kind of uh, person that I am. All right. Thanks, everyone, so much. Uh, our next show is going to be Sunday, January 22nd of 2017. Uh, let's put 2016 to bed, shall we? As soon as possible. Um, uh, so Sunday, January 22nd. At uh, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific will be your next chance to call in and uh, and read poetry. Um, and uh, and by the way, if you're considering submitting poetry to Poetry Superhighway, um, you know we we will only publish individuals um, once during the calendar year. So if you are selected, of course you have to be selected to be published during the calendar year. If you are have been selected as a poet of the week during 2016, once January 1st rolls around, you are eligible to submit work again. Uh, don't submit before January 1st, please. Um, um, and if you haven't been published, of course you can submit at any time. But once selected, if selected, um, that's it for you for the year for our regular Poet of the Week publication. Um, we have other special projects that you can submit to um, separately from that that don't count against you for the once per year thing. And those, um, of course, we, we talk about in our weekly newsletter that goes out on Saturdays. If you're not on our email list, you can get on it right at poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. Um, uh, there's a, it says join, the, join our newsletter right on the upper right-hand corner of the page or, or thereabouts. And there you go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a lovely rest of your day. Bye.